Hello everyone and welcome to our November edition of distillerytours.scot podcast, giving you that wee look behind the doors of Scotland's whisky distilleries. My name is David Riddell and this month I had the privilege and pleasure of speaking to Mike Stewart, the owner of the multi-award winning Inverurie Whisky Shop. I speak to Mike about his amazing shop, his incredible selection of whiskies in his shop, also his incredibly popular academy, the whisky tours and bespoke whisky journeys that you can actually take you on, and his brilliant, a multi-award winning Foghouse Gin. Angels Share Glassware, proud sponsors of distillerytours.scot podcast series. To see our full range, go to angelsshareglass.com. Hi everyone, it's David Riddell here um, and welcome to our November podcast. I'm absolutely delighted to be joined by Mike Stewart. Um, Mike is the director of Inverurie Whiskey Shop, the multi-award winning whiskey shop uh, based in Inverurie. How are you doing, Mike? Not bad, thanks, David. Yourself? No, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely great, mate, to be honest. I'm delighted to be speaking to you. Um, so if you could start by maybe telling us a wee bit about yourself, Mike, and, and, and how you get into the business. Yeah, sure. Um, so I'm a, a, a northeast loon, um, born and brought up in Inverurie, and uh, not really ventured far from it, to be honest. Um, so we, uh, I've been always in hospitality um, since my first job was a 13-year-old waiter at the local golf club. Uh, and then when I got to 18, I moved into behind the bar there, kind of introduced to, to whiskey in a very basic sense, but it wasn't really something that took hold of me. That kind of came later on. I moved from the golf club to one of the local hotels and my job there or my task there was to improve the restaurant and get people coming in uh, for an experience. And part of that was kind of creating a a snug bar for pre-dinner drinks and then after dinner drinks and one thing that kind of we looked at was our whiskey collection and for me at the time it was kind of it was it was a little bit of a beyond me the whole whiskey experience I was a, a Morgan's and Coke drinker uh, and nothing much else maybe a pint of tenants but we started looking at whiskies and, and speaking to brand ambassadors and things and and it was kind of the we went for the kind of atypical Diageo classic malt range. And that kind of opened my eyes. The Dalwini 15 in particular kind of caught me, thought, you know, took a hold of me and just kind of said, you know what, this is this is something that you're going to enjoy. And that really got me drink into whiskey, looking at it as more of an experience than just a drink that, you know, as I say, Morgan's and Coke, it's something you, you, you a rum and Coke, it's something you drank to get drunk. Um, it wasn't something you drank to to enjoy and to savour to talk about. So that was my kind of my door into whiskey. After two and a half, maybe three years working there, family bought a local pub and asked me to, to run it for them. So so we got the Black Bull in in Inverurie, and that was 2007. And ran that for eight years before deciding to to open the the shop. Uh, a couple of reasons for, for the shop. We, we noticed that drinking trends were changing. Younger people were drinking at home before coming out. Drinking in, in the pubs was going through a period where people were coming in already drunk and they weren't really 
spending. Yeah, yeah. We weren't spending. We had that, that a wee bit of a dip. Locally, there was a, a, a downturn in the oil about 2014. So there wasn't just quite that affluency. So people were being a bit more frugal with, with buying in the pub. I wasn't aware of what they call pre's until my daughters got older. And uh, now they say, can yeah. I come to my house for pre's? I've, I've never heard it called pre's before, but yeah, pre, pre-pub drinks. It was normally the after-pub drinks that I was always into. So yeah, we, we, we used to call them apps. It was an after-pub session. Yeah, so, so that was a big change. Um, and we noticed we, we had a bed and breakfast in the pub as well. And we, we had visitors come into the area. So we, we had a decent whiskey collection. By no means what we call a whiskey bar. We had about 30 whiskeys maybe in the place. And, and people would come and stay from, from Germany, from Holland and the likes. And they would ask us where they could go to buy whiskey. And we were all st- sending them to either Aberdeen City or into Speyside. And as, as most great ideas and, and a lot of bad ideas kind of start off with a few drinks in the pub. Uh, me and a few friends were looking at, you know, why, why isn't there an off license? Not even an off license. The only place we could buy drinks was the supermarkets in the town. We used to have two off license here, Vicky Wines and your Haddos. Since they closed, we've had nothing. And we kind of talked, you know, and the idea was an off license. And then it kind of grew and said, well, you know, if people are drinking, what are people drinking at home and, and that? And we, we we kind of started speaking about craft beer and the, the rise in that and why people are drinking quality over quantity. And th- this was a big change kind of happening at the time as well, where people were spending a little bit more on quality and, and enjoying the drink rather than going out to get hammered. So that was kind of the, the chat. And then we never really thought anything of it. It was, you know, the, the, the pub pipe dream. And then we had a German couple staying with us. Yeah, we sent them up to the whiskey shop in Huntley. And they came back with 36 bottles of whiskey. And I was straight on the phone to my mate and said, no, we're, we're doing this. That, that's a light bulb moment. This has to happen. So that was, that was how we, we kind of came about opening the shop. Kind of looked at that from for, for about a year and a half. Uh, we had contacts with Gordon McPhail, obviously through the pub. Uh, spoke to them. So that was kind of how we, we started the stock, was directly through them. But from that kind of grew, got to know different accounts and, and distilleries and indie bottlers and that. And it's just kind of grown from there. I mean, the shop is a multi-award winning shop. It's a, 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 an Aladdin's cave and a nirvana, basically, for, for <laughs> not just whiskey lovers, but for all lovers of a, 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 a good drink. So tell us about the shop and tell us about, you know, what you stock and... And, and what you do, I know you do tastings and things like that at the shop as well. So maybe can I paint a wee picture of the shop? So yeah, it's it's on two stories. Downstairs is the shop itself, and then upstairs we have our tasting room. So the tasting room initially was fairly simple, a bland kind of room to be honest, but we, we got the opportunity during lockdown where we weren't doing physical tastings to revamp it. So we've now got, it's, it's more of a, a snug bar. Uh, we have a bar set up and kind of nice oak staves around the walls and whiskey everywhere. So the idea is we have whiskey available for for a drink, you know, not just the tasting, but you can stay after the event and we can chat uh, and you can buy drinks by the dram. Uh, so we, we, we try and keep back a few unicorn releases. We've got some Glendronic, Ardner Merkin, Daft Mill, Glenallachy, Springbank, these kind of guys. So that if maybe people weren't lucky enough to get a bottle, they could still come down and, and try and taste a dram of it. And we try and do that as 
as reasonably priced as possible. The, the idea is people will buy it to enjoy it, and it's it's a bit of an experience more than sending out a wee a wee vial. And uh, so so that's kind of up the stairs. The, the, the long-term plan is to have it open as a public whiskey bar where you can walk in and sit down and, and spend some time with us. Yeah, currently, yeah, you have to book in, uh, whether it's for using it as a bar or a tasting or coming to join one of our, our public tasting events as well. Down the stairs, we've got, um, I think we're, we're sitting at a little under 600 whiskies at the moment, distillery direct, uh, bottlings, core ranges, but... We've expanded massively on the indie bottler front um, over the last couple of years. The the lockdown saw a massive peak in interest of indie bottlers. And the great thing for us as a retailer, kind of a smaller single uh, unit retailer is, with the independence, we can compete on price with your major players, your master malts and all that kind of guys. Whereas the distillery bottlings were, were a lot tighter because we're competing against a lot of supermarkets and we're not going through the volume to some of the big guys. So, so our price margin is a little bit different. And that's, that's why we really kind of focus on the indie bottlers. Um, and plus, they're, they're hell of an interesting stuff out there. Every, every release is different. Every bottle is different. So it's finding the balance between the core brands that attract people to, to a shop. And because we're not really in a tourist area or, or we're not, in a, a well-known whiskey area, such as Speyside. You know, people go to Speyside shop and they, they expect to find all these differences. A large portion of our clientele are locals and they're looking to buy their family a present, a dad, a, a mom, or a, a granddad or something like that. And if they know that they like a certain brand, that's the brand they're going to come into. So a lot of our customers don't actually know whiskey or what it's all about. So it's our job to kind of find something that they will enjoy and if somebody sees a, their, their granddad drinking a Balvenie, right, I'll buy him that for Christmas. They come in, they look for a Balvenie. There's very little point in us saying, oh, have you tried this independent bottler? Have you tried this single cask? Because it's not what they're going to enjoy. It's not what their granddad drinks. So they, they like that safety net of familiarity. So, so we have to have that kind of range in stock as well. But for the more discerning drinker, and what we've grown as in an audience is... They want to trust us, so they'll come in and try us. If they enjoy what they've bought, they'll come back and we can say, well, okay, you enjoyed that sherry cask from Lady of the Glen. Uh, we've just talk, taken a batch of uh, James Eady, the great sherry cask there. Why don't you try that, see what you think? So it's just about getting that guys in, having the, the range to trust us to try something different and we kind of trust ourselves to say, I think you'll like this. And, and hopefully we get that right time and time again, they come in and and uh, buy from us again. I, I remember when, when I was used to go up to town and things like that with my, my wife, and there was maybe shopping to be done that maybe wasn't as, as exciting for me. Your shop kind of reminds me almost of like HMV. I don't know if you remember that. And it used to be like a haven <laughs> yeah, for yeah. everybody. They would just go and you could spend hours. And it, it kind of just seems to me as if it would, it would you know, have that kind of appeal as well. And you're... You're, you know, I, I know that you're right as well about the, the independent bottlers. I mean, they've come on kind of leaps and bounds and they're doing some incredible yeah. things, to be honest with you, in, in small batch whiskey as well. But Inverurie Whiskey Shop is not just a whiskey shop and you've actually, you've actually got your own whiskey academy as well. So 
if you could tell us a bit about that and tell us what people could expect when you know when they if they were to come up and and take part in your 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 you know very 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 popular whiskey academy. The academy started off as a a, a weekend pilgrimage, I suppose. I'm a, a big believer in Aberdeenshire as a as a whiskey region. I think it's far more important to the the industry that than it gets credit for in terms of the peat we provide, the maltings and the barley, all this kind of stuff that happens in the region. That, that, that's kind of the goal is to highlight Aberdeenshire or the Northeast uh, as a whiskey region. And, and I, I started thinking of a weekend, a three day visit to the, to the area. We'd do some classroom work in the shop upstairs and then we'd follow that up with a couple of distillery tours. What, one thing I did want to make sure it was, was experiential. Don't expect to come up to the academy and sit there with a book and take lots of notes and, and reading and do an exam at the end. There, there are other guys who do that and they do a great job of it. Um, I've done a few of the Edinburgh Academy courses and things like that. So, so we, are, we are very different to what these guys do, whereas we're purely feet on the ground of the distilleries, of the space at Cooperage. We go to the Chris Malt factory. So again, it's getting people access to, to distilleries that they, they might not have. So we last September was our, our last academy. We uh, were in Macduff Distillery, which is close to the public. We've got to Glenglassa, Nocdu, and uh, Ardmore. So that's four distilleries that people don't normally get access to. So we're able to get them in and, and not just see the distillery, but taste some of the whiskies either direct from the cask or, or some really rare bottlings. I think it was a Glen Glasser. We had Stuart Buchanan take us round, and then he gave us there was three tastings we did afterwards, and, and it was about 124 years worth of whiskey we drank in the we tried in the three bands. So, you know, really special stuff. We we go to the the Chris Malt factory. It's probably something that you would think of as as a whiskey drinker because the malting. Whenever you go to distillery, they tell us how that you used to do it. This was the malt floor. This is what we used to do it, hand turning, all that. It's all a very lovely story. But then they say, but we don't do it now. We, we buy it in and, and then they move off to the mill. Nobody ever explains how things are malted nowadays. It's just bought in. So we want to open that door to people and say, right, here's the factory. This is how it's done. This is the quantities that they're going through. This is the peat that they're using and how they, they create that specific blends of barley for, for individual distillers so so that's that's pretty exciting stuff for us to to go and see that that's really on the the, the geeky side of it but but again it's it's seeing you know you, you could learn that from a book in a classroom but i think you, you gain far more there's nothing like that but to 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 be standing in the distillery and smelling it i mean i was up at uh, Glen Goyne last week actually and just standing in the distillery it's it's a you know, it's it, there's nothing like it. Uh, I mean, whiskey. I, I said right to start. You, know, I, I, I didn't get the experience that came with whiskey until you you get and it gets under your skin, and you want more. Not not the drink physically. I mean, I mean, we could always do with a, another dram, but getting out to distilleries and you know, I, I'm one of these guys who, if I book a holiday or a weekend break, it's like right, where's the nearest distillery, and uh, try try and. Try and sneak a few visits in and fob it off to the wife. You know, it's on the way. It'd be as well just go in for an hour or so. 
Listen, I, uh, I, I'd done that myself, Mike, to be honest with you. We were, um, me and my wife were over the, the Giants Causeway, and I said, oh, and Bush Mills is just there as well, so one will just, we'll, we'll book the tickets before we go, so I know exactly <laughs> what you mean. They'll only put up with so much. I was up at uh, Rassi, we went to Sky for a long weekend, and I managed to get Tora Vague and yeah, the Rassi Distillery on the uh, on the tick sheet, but I wasn't allowed to go over to Talisker because she wanted to see the fairy pools. So there's a bit of compromise on that. It, it's, it's an excuse to go back to Sky, I suppose. No, listen, and and Sky is, is is an incredible place to be honest with you, and you know you also do actual bespoke tours to distilleries as well for people. Yeah, yeah. So so the the academy is a week long course that we run twice a year, uh, but our kind of bread and butter uh, on the tour side of things are are bespoke one day tours. We, we we don't really have a set itinerary. Uh, if you go on our website, you'll see maybe three example itineraries but we're very flexible depending on what the customer wants if it's a family jaunt just to celebrate a birthday maybe and dad drinks whiskey then we, we can keep it kind of the experience you know let's go to a couple of distilleries have some fun or we, we have a group a whiskey club coming today and they want something a little bit special a little bit different then we cater for that um maybe load a few drams on the bus and and uh, take them to some we we like to stop off at some beauty spots, uh, maybe off the beaten track, uh, and with a little bit of history in the whiskey industry, tell some stories, have a dram. Uh, obviously, not not us when we're driving, but uh, really give them a dram and uh, give them that experience that it's not a it's not a typical tour in that we have to be at this distillery and we hand over to the tour guides and let them do the thing. We want to get involved as much as we can. Uh, because the guys, um, I, I do the tours alongside Russell, uh, who works with as well, both passionate about whiskey. And, and we've, we've gained quite a bit of experience that we want to pass on to people as well. So if, if they're that way inclined to really like the geeky stuff, we can do that. If they're just wanting a, you know, they may be visiting from another country to come in and it's something to do with Scotland. You know, we, we want to tick off that we've seen a distillery. We can do do that side of things as well. No, and and can people can they book that online or do they do they email you or? Yeah, so so we recommend so you can book the day online. So if you're here for a long weekend and that's the only Saturday, for example, you could go to our website. You can book the day, um, and then we follow up that booking with a you know what kind of tour are you looking for? So so it kind of comes in two parts where you you book you book me and the bus um, online. And then we'll get in touch with you and say, right, let's let's look at the itinerary. And that's where we'll find out more about the person, what they want, and we can cater uh, the tour to suit them. And, and the academy is, um, and uh, if my information is correct, is that twice a year? So w w when does that run and, and how would people go about booking that? So the academy uh, runs, yeah, twice a year. You're right there. March and September. It's we, the first week of March uh, and the second week of September is... We, we, we're trying to be consistent with those two weeks. It, it might change depending on the calendar. But, uh, but yeah, that, that's the two dates we're looking for. You can go uh, to highlandwhiskeyacademy.com um, and you can, you can book it direct from there or you can, you can send us an email from there as well and we, we can give you the information. Each week is slightly different, the, the, the guts of it. We kind of try and keep the core 
feel of the academy the same, but there's always something pops up that we think could be fun. So our first week we had a, a Sherry Sommelier from Old Melbourne, which is where Glengarry Distillery is, and he's actually a descendant from the founders there, but she's a Sherry expert. So she was at home at the time and we were like, do you fancy coming over and doing a Sherry dinner? It was almost impromptu and, and it's something that just kind of got the guys really talking. So we're hopefully going to get that incorporated as part of the course. But Annie's not always going to be here, so we have to look at something else. Uh, and then the last time we had Andrew Smith from the Little Brown Dog Distillers, he came in and did a, a, a tasting evening with, uh, I think it was seven or eight of their single casks. So. It sounds like heaven, uh, to be honest with you. It, it sounds <laughs> like, um, you know, it could be probably, it's one of these things, it's almost like a, a must-do if you're into whiskey. Um, you're in with the best whiskey people in the, one of the world's best whiskey areas and, and access to, you know, behind the doors to some of the world's best whiskey distilleries that are not open to the public. I mean, I would kind of really kind of say that if you were to have a wish list of something that you wanted to do, it wouldn't be very far from that, to be honest. That's the aim. That, that be, let's say we want to celebrate Aberdeenshire uh, and you know, for these guys who are from America, from, from Germany, from Japan, these, these kind of big whiskey-loving countries. They, they don't look at Aberdeenshire. Nobody types in to Google whiskey Aberdeenshire. They, they go Speyside, they go Isla, Campbelltown. These, these kind of guys are the, the main draws. Um, I mean, I would love it if, if Aberdeenshire became a whiskey region in its own right. That's, you know, there's seven great distilleries, eight great distilleries here now. You know, I'm actually going to be up there for your March Academy. So, I mean, I'm, I, I, it's one of the things, to be honest with you, that I, I, I can't wait to do. But, listen, not only are you kind of steeped in the history and the, the tradition and the, the knowledge of whisky, but you've also got a, a, a multi-award winning gin as well called Foghouse. <laughs> so, I mean, it's you're, you're a busy man. I'm actually quite glad and, and, and quite uh, privileged to kind of get you for the 25, 30 minutes that, 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 that we've got here. So, tell us about, firstly, the name and also how it came about. Yeah, so, so Foghouse, I've always wanted a spirit brand. You, you talk about wish lists, that, that, that's been one of mine since we opened the shop. We, we've done a few shop exclusives, but the, the idea of Foghouse was to, to kind of branch out and be identifiable in its own right, away from the, the Bruni Whiskey Shop. The name itself came from, so a, a Foghouse was a structure built by Lairds and Scottish Estates, Effectively, as their getaway from the house, the, the hustle and bustle of w the working day, they would go off to their foghouse, probably take a dram, a wee hip flask, maybe take the dog for a walk, and, and they would just sit in their foghouse and look at the view. So they would often build it on their overlooking their favourite part of of the land. So it could could have been the, the view of the Cairngorm Mountains. So our local one uh, overlooks a waterfall. Uh, it's, it's a beautiful setting. And you can see why you would want to go up there to get away. So, so this kind of idea of a foghouse, it, it kind of struck us as it could be more than a physical structure, that, that everyone maybe needs a foghouse. And it could just be sitting at home reading a book. It could be walking a dog. It could be having a, a walk through the hills or a game of golf. You know, anything that you can do that you can turn your phone off, escape from work uh, and just just calm your 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 brain and just switch off we, we never get the chance to do that nowadays we're always on the phone or checking emails or or looking after kids or, or something there's always something kind of going on and i think it's important for for everyone's mental health to to kind of switch off for that 
20 minutes, half an hour, if you can, uh, and and do something that doesn't involve too much thinking. And, and if you want to pour yourself a great drink at the same time, then, then all the better. So, so that was kind of the, the idea behind the Spirits brand that we're looking for. And starting off with gin is kind of our core range spirit, a consistent spirit that people will be able to kind of return to. Uh, we're looking at doing the same for rum. We're, we're looking at getting a Caribbean blended rum out. I don't think it will be before Christmas now, but you never know. It's possibilities there. And then move into single casks, uh, whiskies as well. Uh, so so that, that's kind of the, the goal. Uh, we, we have a couple of octaves sitting that we want to release soon, but uh, I mean, we're not going to be doing masses of whiskey. It's not going to be a, like, like a, a four a quarter release of, of eight casks. We, one, we don't have the time. Uh, and two, we're, we're baby steps. We want to make sure that the spirit is right first uh, and maybe release four casks a year in 2023. So, it's all right, mate. I mean, you're off to a great start because of the reviews of your, your gin. And I mean, it's won awards, but the, the reviews of your gin have been excellent, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. We've, we're delighted with that, what we've got back. The uh, the most recent was the, for, uh, the Gin Cooperative Awards. So, Natalie from the Gin Cooperative phoned up and said, Well, you've uh, great news, you've got gold medals in uh, three categories and you've got silver in the next category. So, oh, oh brilliant. And, and I, I I thought, you know, you, you, gin awards and whiskey awards and all these awards you get, if you get over a certain point level, you qualify for gold um, and you get a gold medal kind of thing. So that, that's kind of thing I thought and I was expecting maybe a dozen gold medal winners in each category. But uh, when the awards came out, it was actually, we, we won the award. So it was, we came first place in, in three of the categories, which, which was amazing. It, you know, we, we tend to do better in the blind tasting awards than we do when people know what they're drinking, which that's a bigger compliment than anything to, to know that people are drinking ours. Spirit, not know what it is, and regarding it highly enough to, to kind of put those scores down that means we win these kind of awards. And moving on, that gives, hopefully will give people the confidence in the brand, in the spirit, to say, you know what, they make a crack in gin, they make a crack in rum, which hopefully we will. Let's give their whiskey a try. Let's see what that's all about. You know, you're off to a great start, but obviously at the end of the day, Mike, the, the reason for that is is because you care about it, you know, and, and, and you're passionate about it. And that, obviously, I mean, that comes across in spades, to be honest with you, with, with this podcast. Now, even if, if things could get even better, you actually run a, a reward scheme as well. So we have a, a loyalty scheme where, where you earn points for every purchase. So it's five points per, per pound you spend. Uh, once you get to 100, 100 pounds of spend, we reward you with five pounds off. You can spend that or you can build up to 10 pounds, 25 pounds, or you can you can exchange your points for a, a tasting event uh, or a free glass and things like that. So so we're keen to, to kind of get people coming back to the shop as well. You know, one, one thing we were, we were keen to do was not make it all about buying from us. So you get rewarded for writing reviews, uh, either on the shop itself, your experience with us, or on individual products. So we, we want to hear from the guys who are part of the scheme. And yeah, if, if they they get the time out, take the time to write a review on on a bottle they've really enjoyed, then, then we feel it's only right to reward them with that. And they get a wee 10 point bonus added to their total by doing that. What's not to like, to be honest? Now, <laughs> what I, I tend to do right at the end of our podcast is, is I, I ask somebody, so you're, you're finished your work at night, you go home, you've got your, uh, maybe, like myself, you're, like, you're elasticated 
waistband trousers on and you've got your slappers on, what's in your glass? I've always got a Glendronach at home. I think their core range is phenomenal and we're lucky enough to be very close to the distillery so the hand fills we can get quite readily as well. So so a Glendronach would probably be more often than not. But it's like Christmas in a glass, is it not, Glendronach? Yeah, yeah. Um, they, they, they really are the masters of sherry cask whiskey just now. It's uh, great, great stuff. Mike, I want to thank you very much for taking part in uh, distillerytools.scot podcast. I'm looking forward to kind of coming up in March and taking part in the, in the mm. Academy. I would suggest that everybody else should, should do that as well. And, uh, you know, listen, thanks very much for your time. Thanks very much for, for having me on. It's been, been a pleasure to speak to you. To find out more about Inverurie Whiskey Shop, go to the listing on distillerytours.scot and click on their Book Now button to buy some whiskey, to book a tour, or to find out more about the Brilliant Academy, or go to their online shop. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram, or you can go to www.distillerytours.scot slash sign up and you'll receive our monthly newsletter where it gives you the opportunity to hear the month's podcast before anybody else. Thanks for your time, and I look forward to speaking to you again in December. Take care.